Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. News is digital and PR and media comm pros need to rethink your public relations plan. My favorite annual research is out and it's time to understand the ever-changing news landscape. The 2022 Digital News Report compiled by Reuters Institute and the University of Oxford presents an interesting evolution of news consumption online. This year's report looks at the progress on pay models and the popularity of curated editorial products like podcasts and newsletters. The YouGov survey of over 93,000 online news consumers in 46 markets covers half of the world's population, so it's worth reading. But I've read it in case you don't have the time and I've taken out the main highlights for public sector marketing pros. The report documents ways in which the connection between journalism and the public may be fraying, including a fall in trust following last year's positive bump, a declining interest in news, and a rise in news avoidance. It also looks at audience polarization and explores how young people access news. So coming up in the show, why your PR and media team need to take stock of their digital skills and digital news output. I'll share the big takeaways for public sector media and marketing pros. And I've been out and about on the streets of Galway asking citizens of all ages where and how they access news. In today's column, I'm making the case for PR and media pros working in government and public sector to reform their news and their PR plans. I love the experience of West Midlands Police. And in an earlier episode, we spoke to Mike Woods and they run their media department like a newsroom. They're leaning into how news is changing. But more than that, they understand how the public want to access news and what their expectations are of reading news, finding news and sharing news online. I understand that it can be daunting and often overwhelming to be trained as a traditional PR professional in media and in marketing and now you have the digital age and the demands on communications professionals are becoming very burdensome. I speak to you and your colleagues every single day. And this is continuously coming up. And what is not happening is the investment, the upskilling or the resources needed for a whole comms department to reorientate. And while I'm making the case for PR and media teams to rethink how they're creating and distributing news, I think if you listen to my consulting segment and then to Sophie's Vox Pop, it might reinforce the idea that the time is now to rethink PR and media. And, you know, it doesn't have to take a huge transformation. Really what I'm saying to pros that I'm working with is the traditional methods of public relations are still important. But what you're doing is you're amplifying and the distribution of news is different. So social media helps reach 
a broader audience, but it also helps you reach niche audiences on different platforms. There's also a requirement to optimize content for all of those different channels. So let's start with the press release, for example. So the news starts with a press release or by a speech by a government minister or by a CEO in a public sector agency. That then can be repurposed into a piece to camera where the soundbite and the quote in the press release is actually delivered on a piece to camera. You can then export the audio as a soundbite for radio stations and also potentially using it on your podcast or repurposing it into audiograms for social. You then need to think about the social networks and the type of content that they are looking for. And in last week's show, we spoke about the TikTokization of all of the other social networks. So full screen, mobile, portrait-led video content is what we're looking for. There are some great journalists across the world doing work and moving their own reportage into uh, TikTok, Richard Chambers from Virgin Media in Ireland, for example, who I mentioned in the second edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro, the book, is on TikTok providing news updates. So this could be the singular platform where young Irish people are getting their news. Potentially, they're following Richard on TikTok and he's their main choice. The other thing that comms professionals in government and public sector need to be cognizant of is that if you're not there on the digital platforms communicating your news, then somebody else is going to communicate it on your behalf, but potentially with another twist that might not reflect the truth or that might shape public opinion in a polar direction to where you want it to be. So first things first, start having a look at how news is being disseminated across all the social networks. Go to YouTube, do a search, go to Google, do a search, click on images, click on news, go to TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and really understand how those social networks are sharing news. Twitter, you're familiar with, you're sharing your web links there, you're doing threads, uh, repurposing your press releases and threads. Twitter are now going to add podcasts to the mix, as is YouTube. So content is a commodity owned by anyone who is willing to create it. It is now not just in the exclusive hands of mainstream media. It's now in the hands of the public. And so you have to influence more than journalists right now. You have to influence the citizen who is expecting the news through their smartphone and through their channel of choice. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. I want to find out how people are consuming news. Obviously, I'm covering the Digital News Report 2022 in this week's episode, but come with me as I go onto the streets of Galway and find out how people are consuming news, what news, and who they are listening to. Uh, so can I ask you, uh, where do you get your news? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, them kind of places. And do you go looking for news or does it come through your timeline? No, it just comes through the timeline. Yeah. And when you're looking at that news, where is it coming from? 
from ra- people, random people, you know, yeah. So people you, that you follow. Yeah, yeah. And what about mainstream news? Do you ever get the likes of their national broadcasters or newspapers? I follow Daily Mail as well. Yeah, the yeah. app. Yeah. And do you buy a paper every day? No, no. never. Watch it on the telly? Very rarely. A radio? Very rarely. So your phone and social. Yeah, are, that's are, all. Yeah, that's where you get it from. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, so can I ask you where you get your news? Um, online, so I have like Facebook or Twitter, um, just my feeds online. I don't go looking for it. I don't look up Google, really. And so when you are uh, reading the news, where is the news coming from? Is it coming from mainstream media or even influencers? Yeah, influencers and mainstream. So I might follow like the Irish Independent or BBC News or something, and they'll have articles that will pop up on your screen online. So I'll pop into them then. But some of them you can't read because you have to actually buy them. So I might just read the headline or the first kind of paragraph of it. And you get the general idea of it then. So where do you get your news? I generally get my news from other people. I avoid completely the radio, TV, uh, sometimes probably late evening. I'd have looked at papers from the previous day. But even the day of Brexit, uh, when I arrived in the office, people asked me, so what do you think of Brexit? And I was like, what's happened? Uh, and I'm much happier because even last night I happened to stumble across the news and the first three items were all negative. So I'm much happier by now. Get my news anyway. And so when you say you get your news from other people, are they individuals who are talking about stuff that you're interested in and, and where do you see that news? Okay, so it's not that I get the filter from them, but it's generally, uh, or two dollars, my wife sent me on something that's of interest. Uh, my father, who's 88, sits obviously and watch the news, so when I phone him, each night is part of the conversation. So it saves me during the day, he'll tell me even the COVID numbers are completely accurate when he was dealing with it. So my news tends to be probably, yeah, filtered, but at the same time, I'm not getting all the bad news. Uh, talk to me about where you get your news. I, I uh, as I said already, I keep away from RTE. I, I get, I, I kind of tend to, I want to hear good news and I, I'm a Christian, I go to a Christian church. I, I kind of keep around positive people. I keep away from RT, all that negative stuff that's in the newspapers. So basically, and I am aware of what's going on in the world, but as I said already, I don't meditate and I don't, I don't live in it. I kind of, I kind of put it into a little pigeonhole that's there that it's not disturbing me or taking away my peace or not waking up wondering what Putin going to do today or is Trump going to get back into the White House in 2024 and all that kind of baloney. So what, what news apps what, what kind of news do you get your news from? Well, you know, well when I get up in the morning I'd sit in the bed and I'd read the BBC news app, I'd read the headlines. You know, it's all about the Queen at the moment, but if I see anything of interest, I'll read it briefly, but if I see anything negative, I keep away from it. Same with CNN, I kind of I wouldn't be a Donald Trump fan, so I kind of want to see what's happening with him, but I don't want to go around the whole day wondering about it and keep away from RT because it's all negative, negative, negative. Everything is negative in RT. And but would you say that about all Irish media or just the Well, I don't they're really... All the same they're all pushing the same narrative. Like RT seems to be, if you watch RT, prime time, any of them programs, it's all... It's all wrong stuff, it's all... But does it, are you seeing the negativity turns you off? Oh, totally, yeah, totally, yeah. That's all dishonest. There's no good news. 
you know. You're looking for more good news. I want good news. And who do you want to report it? Like, is it would it be other individuals apart from journalists, or do you look for the journalists for putting out? A lot of journalists seem to be living off this. If it's not bad news, it doesn't sell. You know what I mean? Good news doesn't sell. Uh, so I think it's just, I don't know where to get good news on, this, on the medium. I just don't. Uh, because you've seen the way the, and I like the Queen, and you've seen, you've seen the, the meal they made out of that, actually. It's mad. You know, doing for 16 hours. And no. so what about social media? I mean, do you get news from social networks? I do. I do a little bit on Facebook, but generally I spend most of my time on YouTube. And I have a few people that talk about Jesus on that. You're going to, probably going to edit that out, but I have a few people that talk about Jesus that speak the language that I like. And uh, and is I, that news for you? Like is that you Well, that's the, real, that's the real news. That's the real news about where the world is heading. And, uh, people don't realise that Jesus is coming back, you know, and it's all prophesied in the gospel about the way the whole world is falling apart in front of our eyes, but people don't realize it because they've no, they've no knowledge of it, but I study it, and this is all meant to happen. Everyone will turn against everyone, it's just crazy stuff. So can I ask you, where do you get your news? Um, my phone, <laughs> really, when you swipe over to the left, I have an iPhone, like the, the articles that are just kind of there, I just read the headlines. Um, and probably like Facebook, I don't really use Facebook, but if there's an article, I'll just hit it and read it. If I have to pay for it, I'm out of it. Um, and Instagram, I don't go looking for news. I really don't. I don't watch the news or any of that kind of thing. I watch, like, you know, in the Royals, <laughs> but other than that, no. <laughs> so, so let's say the government were making a new announcement, for, for example, the budget is coming up, right? Yeah. Um, is plastered everywhere so I don't really have to go looking for it I suppose um we do like my dad does get the paper every day in the house so I do see it there so if I do want to go looking for it I will read it but you just get dribs and drabs and if it affects me I'll go looking for it but if it doesn't I won't <laughs> I know it affects everyone but really like I don't <laughs> a one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource Join our Membership Academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. So after listening to those Vox Pop responses, you get a, an indication of how news does not command the attention of the public like it might have done a number of years ago. And certainly when I started off my career as a journalist over 20 years ago now, it's absolutely fascinating to see the diverse range of topics. Yes, this was a very small sample but I thought it was useful to get out on the streets and to talk to people. And uh, people were willing to have long chats off camera and off the mic. Uh, but you saw in that edited Vox Pop that um, it really sets the scene for where news is going. And a lot of those views are actually reflected 
in the digital news report, which I am going to go through with you now. Suffice to say that news in consumption in different markets and in different countries will look a little bit different. But the beauty of the digital news report by Reuters Institute and the University of Oxford is that they look at the data across the world and substantial qualitative and quantitative data. And it's the richest study of its kind. And while the primary source and those that will be interested most are the media industry themselves, from a government and a public sector perspective, you really want to think about, well, you know, if you're using traditional media as your predominant way to reach and influence the public on topics that matter to you, then you really need to be reading the results and understanding how news consumption and behaviour in this field has actually changed. So let's get into the data and have a look at how news is changing in 2022. This is the 11th study. And from an Irish perspective, just to call out Ireland, because I'm here based in Ireland, the FUJO, the DCU Institute of Future Media Democracy and Society actually conduct the study in an Irish landscape. So that's the other benefit of the study is that they go into individual markets um, and they do it locally as opposed to just globally. But let's get into some of the top takeaways and I have them on screen. If you're watching, if you're listening, um, I'm going to go through them in a little bit more detail as well. But let's start off by saying that a big finding this year is that consumption of news by younger audiences, specifically those under the age of 30, um, who news organizations are always willing to, to reach. And in fact, I'm bringing 15 radio professionals through a diploma in social media at the mo moment in conjunction with the Learning Wave Skill Net here in Ireland. And right across the board, one of their objectives from social media is to reach younger audience when it comes to news. Um, so that is dominant in this report. It is proving more difficult to reach the under 30 markets with the social and the digital natives. Um, they've grown up. So a social native is somebody aged 18 to 24. A digital native is somebody aged 25 to 34. So they grew up with social media being part of their everyday lives, with smartphones in their hands and access to news and information on the go. And they're now turning to more visual media outlets. So this is TikTok, Instagram and YouTube are their preferences when it comes to news. Mobile first journalism is also a preference. Um, some journalists are doing this well. I mean, they're actually reporting from the front line with a mobile phone and a lapel microphone giving you broadcast quality audio. Uh, the infrastructure that you need to report news is it's very simple, very, very easy. Um, and so it's making it easier for digital journalists to report from the front line. Um, another big shift that we're seeing is the commoditization of content and turning news products into newsletters and podcasts, some free and some paid for. Okay, so let's get into the detail. Trust in news has 
fallen in almost half the countries in the survey. And it's risen in just seven of those countries, partly reversing the gains made during the pandemic. And so on average, around four in 10 of the total sample, 42% say that they trust most news most of the time. I mean, that should be worrying for journalists, right? Uh, Finland remains the country with the highest levels of overall trust at 69%, while news trust in the USA has fallen by a further three percentage points and remains the lowest at 26% in this survey. Consumption of traditional media such as TV and print declined further in 2022 um, in almost all markets. Now, this was pre the Ukrainian invasion, so that might have given them an uplift. Online and social consumption are, is not making up the gap. So you see TV and print really having to work harder to retain the attention and get the engagement of their viewers and their readers. This spells bad news for the industry. I mean, we, we need as many independent media out there for, for so many reasons. Um, so while the majority remain engaged, other users are turning away from news media and some cases disconnecting from news altogether. So interest in news is falling sharply across markets from 63% in 2017 to 51% in 2022. Like that's that's absolutely mind boggling. I mean, I'm not reflective in this survey result because I consume news a lot. Um, apart from I need to for my work, I'm genuinely interested uh, in it. And as a former journalist, that makes perfect sense. sense. But, but really looking at news consumption falling to 51%. I mean, I don't know how we're going to bridge the gap. And as the study says, social media is not filling, filling the gap. So this is where there's an opportunity for government and public sector you cannot guarantee that the public are going to hear your message from traditional media. You have to step into that breach. The proportion of news consumers who say they avoid news often or sometimes has increased sharply across countries. This type of selective avoidance has doubled in both Brazil at 54% and the UK at 46%. And you heard that also in my Vox Pop. Um, they're just saying news has a negative effect on their mood and the constant negativity being broadcast on news. I mean, for my professional opinion, I think that, uh, well, we know bad news sells, so bad news gets you more clicks. Media are under pressure to generate revenue from their advertisers. Their advertisers are looking for reach engagement and clicks. And so, you know, there's probably something in that. A significant proportion of younger and less educated people say they avoid news because it can be hard to follow or understand, suggesting that news media could do more to simplify language and better explain or contextualize complex stories. So this is where TikTok is winning over audiences because of the simplicity and the storytelling aspect to news. In the five countries uh, surveyed after the war in Ukraine had begun, they found that television, television news was relied on most heavily. Um, global concerns about false news and misleading information remain stable, but still at a concerning rate, ranging from 72% in Kenya and Nigeria 
to just 32% in Germany and 31% in Austria. People are saying they have seen more false information about coronavirus than about politics. Um, despite the increase in the proportion of people paying for news online, there are signs that overall growth may be leveling off. Now, countries such as Australia, Germany and Sweden, this is growing, but it's reducing in other countries. 17% um, paid for any online news last year, but persuading younger people to pay for news remains a critical issue. The average age of a digital news subscriber is 50. Um, a large proportion of digital news subscriptions, again, go to the larger brands and squeezing out the smaller independent media outlets. And then in the face of the cost of living crisis, it's becoming more difficult um, to get people to purchase news. And in fact, existing subscribers are now beginning to rethink their media subscriptions. And remember, a media subscription is not maybe just to a, a traditional media outlet. This is Spotify. This is Netflix um, gaming subscriptions. So all of these media subscriptions are being looked at and, you know, spells bad news for, for traditional media. Um, access to news continues to become more distributed across all markets, less than a quarter, 23%, prepare to start their news journey with a website or an app. Those aged 18 to 24 have an even weaker connection with websites and apps, preferring to access news via side door routes such as social media search and mobile aggregators. Interestingly, Facebook remains the most used social network for news, but users are more likely to say that they see too much news in their newsfeed. And the younger generation has switched much of its attention to more visual social networks over the last couple of years. TikTok, uh, first mention of TikTok, it's become the fastest growing network in this year's survey, reaching 40% of all 18 to 24s, with 15% using the platform for news. I have a 13-year-old in my house, and that's where he gets his news, because I did ask him as part of this episode to my own market research. Um, usage is much higher in parts of Latin America, Asia, and Africa than it is in the United States or Northern Europe. Telegram, and a messaging app, has also grown significantly in some markets um, and others going to Meta's WhatsApp. So while social media has increased the profile of many digital journalists, the study is showing that more well-known journalists and TV anchors and presenters in, in most countries um, maybe don't have a higher profile among younger cohorts. So again, you might have a high profile in the media outlet that you work for and among those that consume on that TV, radio station or newspaper, but you then go online. And if you do not have a strong digital footprint, then that knownness and that reputation just doesn't exist. So really important for journalists to build up their digital footprint as well. The smartphone, no surprise, is the most dominant way that people are getting their news and opening up their smartphone first thing in the morning. Um, radio has come out strongly from an Irish perspective of having a really important role in media um, consumption in this country. 
And finally, Spotify is gaining ground over Apple and Google Podcasts in a number of countries. And YouTube is also benefiting from the popularity of video-led and hybrid podcasts. So what does all of this mean? Well, it means that media is fragmented. Media ownership in terms of the attention of the public is now more distributed across traditional and social media. And for the public sector communicators, you need to not put all of your communication eggs in the mainstream basket because uh, as per the 2022 Digital News Report, news is changing, consumption is changing, and where people are getting their news has changed forever. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code DIGITALMARKETING20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. If you haven't been following me on social, then you might have missed the fact that my new book, the second edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro, is launching on the 27th of October. It's a book published for the post-pandemic age, and it really is a great read. So put the 27th of October in your diary, and that will be released then. Also happening on the same day is the 4th Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit. And for the very first time, we are offering attendees the option to attend in person at the Mason Hotel in Dublin or to attend online. Tickets are flying out of the computer screens and Sophie is managing that process. So if you want to get your hands on an in-person ticket, you better, better act quick because already 20% of those are gone. Obviously, we have unlimited capacity for uh, online tickets. I'm working on the agenda and that's going to be released very, very shortly. So we've reached 70 episodes. That's no mean feat. Thank you so much for tuning in. But here's just your weekly reminder that we have new free webinars coming your way. We also have a bank of on-demand webinars that you can check out. We lead with value at Public Sector Marketing Institute to make sure that you are not on your own in your digital skills journey. And if you'd enjoyed this show, please share it with a Public Sector Pro that you know and make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch it every Wednesday or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and the episode comes out every Thursday. That's it from me for now. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform.